Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters at Cause Talk Radio, and I want to welcome you to another episode. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Megan, we have a tremendous show today. As I you know, know, I'm excited. As you know, you and I are the oldest millennials, in the world, <laughs> right? Millennials at heart. That's right, millennials at heart. But you know what's good is on the line right now, who is someone who is an ageless millennial. Because she every is. time I see her, she looks She looks younger. better. And that's right. Younger and younger. And that's why she keeps on coming back on this show because she's so youthful. She is literally the Benjamin Button of Boston <laughs> where we can find her. And on the line with us, Megan, is Allison DeSilva. And she's an executive vice president at Cone Communications. And she's here today talking to us about the Cone Communications Millennial Employee Engagement Study. Hey, Allison, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having listen, me. And listen I think that I voice. need to do this Megan, show. Megan, listen to the voice. Much she sounds like often. she's like 18. <laughs> sounds like she's 18. That's how, that's how she produces so much research. That's, I know. It's just know. Allison. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so, guys, that's but right. thank you yeah, so much. I'm blushing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Allison, let's start, let's start with the basics here. I mean, why millennials? Why are millennials so important? to companies? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, we've actually been moderately obsessed with millennials for well over a decade because they are a a different type of generation and they're changing the way that companies think about uh, their brands and how to engage consumers. And now how to engage them as employees because they are coming of age. Um, they actually are the largest generation in the workforce today. And by 2020, they're going to comprise 50% of the workforce. So, you know, that's no surprise. We see them sitting next to us, uh, we meaning us um, non-millennials, but they are, they're here and they're not going away. They're today's managers and future leaders, but they're a very different type of employee. They are extraordinarily transient. And there's a lot of data out there that shows that um, these millennials are, you know, most of them aren't going to be staying in jobs for, you know, more than a couple of years. 90% won't be in their jobs in just three years' time. Mm. So this has major business implications about how companies go about recruiting and almost more importantly, keeping um, millennial employees. I would love to hear just a little bit about because in the past you've done millennial studies and you've done employee engagement studies. So when you and this is just a general question about your research, when you decide to do a new study, is this things that you're wanting to dig into for your own clients? Like how how did you decide to combine those two studies and how do you decide what research you're wanting to do even to begin with? Yeah, that will. It always usually starts with what's going on in the world and what sort of questions are we getting asked from our clients. Um, I would say 90% of our clients are coming to us and employees are, if not the number one, the number two objective. How mm-hmm. can we, you know, keep them inspired, keep them motivated and become an employer of choice? 
So that's, that's been sort of a, a pressure, and we've done employee uh, engagement research in the past, but now this millennial curveball, if you will, you know, companies are really scrambling, saying, what do I do? How can, as you know, I mean, you guys know better than anyone, millennials are extraordinarily socially conscious. Um, and now that they're in the workforce, they're expecting companies to show up differently and companies are kind of scratching their heads saying, what do we do? This isn't the day of service. There's, there's so many different ways to appeal to them. So there's a lot of questions out there. And there really wasn't any data that we could find. Um, you know, certainly I think Deloitte um, does some great data mm-hmm. uh, research on this. But we wanted something that was uh, more bite-sizable and actionable. So it really is true that you just can't stock the refrigerator with Yoohoo and put a foosball into the <laughs> kitchen. That's not enough, Allison. It's, it's not enough, but I do have to say those things help. I mean, yep. they are looking for different types of benefits. Um, you know, we, we joked, it's, you know, their workspace is, is extremely important. A modern, comfortable workspace is, you know, the number two benefit that wow. employees are prioritizing. Well, you know, yeah. it's funny, Megan and Allison, over the summer, I was watching the cone feed, as I always do on Twitter, to see what's up over there. And I heard all about the cone Olympics, Allison. Oh, yeah. So, and I said, this is a, this is a pure millennial play <laughs> in terms of, and, and I heard that uh, Allison won the high jump and she was a star in <laughs> water polo. <laughs> with the cone Olympics. Yeah, no way. And they are hardly as glamorous, our, our Olympic Games. It's more like, you know, twirling around a bat and trying to walk a straight line. And you're right. We have a lot of millennials at Cone. So it's something that even as an employer, uh, an executive at the agency, we're always looking at our policies and how, you know, how can we keep this uh, a dynamic place to work? One of the, it one of the big... More than- Olympics, unfortunately, (laughs) and yahoos. (laughs) Well, one of the big findings from your study was that three quarters of millennials would take a pay cut to work for a socially responsible company, which is pretty amazing. How did you define a socially responsible company? Did you just use that terminology and expect that people would know what you were talking about? No, we define it um, at the beginning of the survey. We, uh, when we talk about corporate social responsibility, we always talk about it in in um, a company's responsible business practices and how they support social and environmental issues. So we go with a very sort of broad definition. Right. Um, And you know, I have to say that one stat that you pointed out was really surprising from our perspective as well, especially when you look at the average, um, you know, 55% of Americans overall said that they, that they would take a pay cut, but it's 75% of millennials. So that's a pretty significant difference. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that um, employees are uh, playing catch up in this area, Allison? Because I mean, so much is talked about, uh, about, um, millennial consumers, and that's always been a big focus. Is is the employee piece just something that companies are coming around to, or, or are they really making strides in that area? I think like anything else, you're seeing companies who are leading. Um, and I think that most companies, however, are looking around and saying, wow, five years from now, we're going to have a massive turnover of our leadership. Mm. Uh, A lot of the large, you know, Fortune 100 companies, a lot of our clients are looking and saying, oh my gosh, this train is coming fast. 
and what are we going to do? And when you say, are they playing catch up? I still think today, you know, most companies are looking at employee engagement in our space as, you know, a day of service, you know, payroll deductions. And that's not, I mean, that's just a tiny piece of what, um, employee engagement looks like in the future for for employees around you know CSR issues. Can you talk a so little I bit more? I think there's a huge catch up there. Can you talk a little bit more about that piece? How how do millennials want companies to help them contribute to these social environmental causes? Yeah, well, I think um, the first thing that they want is they want to be co-creators, if you will. Um, they want to know what a company is doing, like what that company stands for as it relates to its own corporate social responsibility efforts. So what are their goals? What are their investments? What is their role in society? So they want to first inform, and then they want to be able to input and offer feedback and say, hey, have you thought of, you know, have you thought of this? And we're seeing companies, you know, like Starbucks and PricewaterhouseCoopers um, and others that are really opening up a platform where companies can um, give ideas. So they do want to be co-creators, but then they also want um, hands-on activities for, for things that they can do in the workplace, but also things that they can do in the community or even in their home. Because, you know, as these lines are being blurred between work and home, a lot of employees, too, aren't necessarily delineating. So we're seeing companies, you know, really bring forward ideas around things like, um, you know, let's think of environmental uh, efforts. So you could have an energy um, competition at the workplace, but then companies who are giving tools and resources or kits to employees for them to do in their own homes to, to make them more sustainable or different opportunities for them to get engaged in the community, but off hours with their mm-hmm. family, with their friends, with their kids, uh, and really be a, a part of the community. So we like to say employee engagement of tomorrow is at work, at home, and in the community. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. Just, so it's not just at the workplace. Yeah, right. Well, it kind of and fits. And that's different than the it, past. It kind of fits in for us, too, in terms of what we really talk about, Megan, with so many people, is that how cause is going to be embedded in every aspect of people's lives or in mm-hmm. most aspects of people's lives. Do you really think that's true, Allison, and millennials really reflect that? I think that is so true. And I think, you know, a really simplistic driver of that is social media. Mm-hmm. Millennials are obsessed with what their um, their social brand is, if you will. How are mm-hmm. they showing up online? What? And so we're seeing that from a consumer perspective. They're liking causes. They're advocating and sharing information about different social issues. You know, the same can be said about who they so it's not just the brands uh, that they're buying that have that socially conscious or, or cause aura to it, but it's also from an employee perspective. You know, do their employers share their values? Are they are they making their participation in the corporate efforts um, shareable? I mean, that was something else that the the data from our, our research showed is a millennials will definitely be your biggest brand ambassador. We say, you know, really building that CSR brand from the inside out. If you give them hashtags and tools and and let them share what they're doing in real time, oh, they'll love to do it because that's respect, you know, that really reflects on who they are and what their personal values are. 
I'm curious to know, Allison, you talked a little bit about being surprised about the three quarters of the millennials taking a pay cut stat. Were there other things that came out of the study that you found surprising or unexpected? You know, one thing that I, I, I did think was interesting when we look at volunteerism, um, things like uh, participating in corporate uh, events um, and like day of service, that was still at the top. But I think what also came up really strong was um, having that experience. So employees who are looking for that, that service experience, um, for example, uh, paid service leads came up really high, 70 79% of millennials said that they would love to take a paid service lead or oh. do service trips. Three quarters would like to do service trips. So to me, this sort of represents, and it was kind of a theme that we saw throughout the research, is that they want to touch and feel and experience their impact mm-hmm. that they're having in, in a way that is different than maybe a more transactional type of engagement mm-hmm. of Gen Xers who just want to say, okay, I'm, I want to check this off my list. These are these. This is a generation that wants to be in the moment. They want to try new things. They want to experience things. And they're willing to put in the time and, and effort to do so. Isn't so I that think hard, could, though? I mean, isn't that hard for nonprofits to help deliver or for companies to deliver? Because everyone wants to go put the shoes on the kid in Guatemala. But, I mean, that's a yeah. big big and expensive undertaking. So I, I totally hear that. And I feel the exact same way. That's what I want to do, too. I just I, when I see it in this context, I think that's really tricky. It is. So how you know, so what is the opportunity for companies? And you can look at uh, experiences like VR, you know, how yep. can you bring yep. the people to the employees? How can you share the stories, the impacts in a way that might be more tangible than, you know, the old thank you note, you know? from, you know, a Hampton thank you note. I mean, they, yeah. they definitely need to see it. Yeah. What are the implications? But you're right. It is, it is a tension, Megan. That's going to be hard to address. But I, I feel that there are different solutions there. What do you advise your nonprofit clients in that, in that regard? Because I think they, I mean, unless you're Feeding America partner food banks, which do have a lot of great local volunteer opportunities, you know, there are some that do. But for those that that don't, they're getting all this pressure from their corporate partners to create these experiences. So how, how do you counsel your nonprofit clients to do that sort of stuff? I think that nonprofits have the biggest asset and key to success um, possible because they have, they have, they're the drivers of the social change and the impact. Mm-hmm. So how can they be creative about capturing that content and making it as tangible as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that social is, you know, the, the more visual and social and shareable, the better to appeal to this millennial group. So um, I think putting, putting, the, putting that experience in the right context, if it can't be actually going to, uh, you know, an event, how, how might they be able to um, capture that emotion and that storytelling, and how can they they show that tangible impact? And, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about is since we are all on the line today, Allison, and we are Gen Xs, but we definitely feel like we have a millennial uh, mindset. I've got a little quiz mm-hmm. for you and Megan. And I want to see. I don't like either, these impromptu quizzes. If, you if, this, if either one of you can identify 
these millennial words and what they mean. Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, Allison, you should really know these because you're around millennials all the time. So mm, what is <laughs> what is what is Jomo in millennial speak? Seriously. How quick can you, how quick can you Google, Allison? <laughs> I have no idea. No, I'm not Googling. I'm okay, not now that's, I'm that one's, focused on you. Okay, I have no idea what that means. I've never even heard it. Now, this one this one is easy. We Jomo fail. is joy of missing out. No, okay. well, no, it's FOMO. Nobody says Jomo. It's, I, I'm on the millennial dictionary right now. Okay, here's another it's one, FOMO. too. FOMO, fear if, of missing right, I'm going to grab my computer. I have to. So wait a minute, though. Oh if gosh, a millennial Joe. says to you, hundo P, what does that mean? <laughs> Hundo. So they say to you, like, I would guess would be a hundred dollars. It would be pennies. Close. Close. A hundred percent. Good job, Allison. That that's pretty good. Now oh here's one. Gosh. Here and and Allison, let's throw this one to Megan and see if she knows. Okay. So if a if a millennial says to you, Megan, they say that you're completely on fleek. What's that mean? It means my eyebrows look good. <laughs> <laughs> if you look up on fleek because i've actually had this conversation with my adolescent daughter it always talks about your eyebrows looking on fleek it's just like on point that's right yeah, that's that exactly was- what it means right there huh. Huh. so you, on point yeah so yeah. you two are really millennials at heart. I mean, you guys did pretty well on this because I, I'm sweating now, Joe. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, because I'm going through because I'm going through these sites now and I'm just like, I'm trying to be more hip. You know, and as you know, probably like you, Allison, and you too, Megan, we really have Gen Z kids. So I really kind of missed right. out on the whole millennial thing. I've never heard those those words being used at the office. They must say it. <laughs> Well, you know what someone said to me? You know what? They, know, they, they know you don't understand. You know, Allison. someone said to me, I saw two millennials at Starbucks one day, right? It was one day last week. And they were talking Sounds to like one a bad another. Joke. Yeah. And someone's, and one of them says, stop fubbing on me. Fubbing. I was like, what does fubbing mean? And Did it means it that someone who is talking to you when he or she is typing on their phone or computer. Oh, that's actually a good one. Uh, so, hey, so, on me? Allison, you know what to do? Me? You want to go outside your office as soon as this interview is over. You want to find a millennial that's on their phone. They're always on their phone, right? And and say to them, say, it's not talking. Say, hey, look, no fubbing while I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. I think I'll Joe's give it a try. Do- Joe's got to do his own millennial research on. I think Joe has to come into my office and walk around and get his millennial fill. If he's he's, he's looking for millennials at Stop and Shop, we need to get him out. That's right. That's right. Well, I wasn't. I was definitely not cool when I was of millennial age. So now I'm trying to go back and do it all over again. It's not working. It's not working. You are. You're pretty. You are very savvy on all the social stuff. That's right. So I can tell you're people. You're millennial in in that vein. That's yeah. right. I'm so certainly start millennial. Start saying fubbing on Twitter. Please. That's right. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be like <laughs> Megan while we're while we're on Cause Talk Radio. Don't be fubbing around. Okay. <laughs> I love that one. So I think that's awesome. Hey, so Allison, tell us something. I mean, you guys, whenever someone calls me or emails me and is looking for loads of information on cost marketing and all sorts of things, I always say, go to Cone, go to Cone, go to Cone. What is your next study going to be? What are you guys planning for the beginning of the year? Oh, my 
gosh, I just came out of a meeting, a two-hour meeting where we were talking about this, and there are three different topics that we're exploring right now and sort of pricing out. So I'm just going to say stay tuned. But if anyone has great ideas uh, or things you'd like us to explore, um, definitely reach out. We're looking at generational issues. We're looking at at global issues. We're looking at... um, you know, campaigns that break through and right. the secrets, you know, to, to what makes a powerful campaign. So there's there's a lot of different areas. I wish time and, and funds were unlimited because yeah, I'm a nerd at stuff. heart yeah. and I yeah. love it. Yeah. But you in the past, I mean, you know, uh, considering the time of year that the podcast will go on during the holiday season, you folks have done a holiday tracker in the past that might be useful to people. You know, we have, but we haven't done that recently. But what we do do is we track all the campaigns and we usually put out a summary and a point of view and sort of a temperature check. So we do that at key times like breast, uh, back to school. Uh, we used to do it around breast cancer month, but mm-hmm. um, we, we haven't in the last year or two since that seems to slow a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the holidays definitely will. We also do a year-end trends analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on that as well, and that will come out around mid-December. And we do uh, a webinar on that as well. Just, you know, what we're seeing and where we think the greatest innovations are happening. Well, I, I've already know, seen the cause holiday campaigns come out, though. I Not know, even Thanksgiving. I know. Yeah, I, I know. know. They're really already coming so up. I just saw one year. from uh, Infinity is doing something. I'm trying to remember who it's benefiting. But yeah, I keep track of those on yeah. my on my Pinterest boards. But one of the things I should I mention to our listeners too, uh, Allison, is you folks publish weekly a great newsletter that talks about um, nonprofit marketing, uh, sustainability, CSR, cost marketing, lots of different mm-hmm. things. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things that I can say that I open every week and I read through every week. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, the love is mutual. We always uh, review your newsletter and blog as well, and I think it's great that we can and cause marketing forum as well. I'll just continue to to share the the great uh, insights and tracking and uh, expertise to to rise all all boats. We like to say, right? Mm, absolutely. There's certainly um, a, enough activity and uh, innovation happening. It's it's an exciting time. Yeah. Really for is. cause Definitely marketing, is. for nonprofit marketing, for corporate responsibility efforts. Allison, if people want to find the Millennial Employee Engagement Study or any of your other great research, how yeah. might they do that online? Um, just visit our website. So it's cone, C-O-N-E, com, C-O-M-M dot com. And we have a research and insights tab, and it takes you to absolutely everything. For this employee engagement, millennial employee engagement uh, research, we did a, a little microsite as well. It's really interactive. It's uh, a fun way to um, to learn uh, the data. It's, you know, if I have to see another report or, you know, more stats, my, my eyeballs are going to pop out. So we're trying to find fun, different, uh, interactive ways to share the data. So it's it's a pretty cool experience. Definitely um, check it out. We have um, not just the data, but some good key takeaways as well. We always, with all of our research, try to say, you know, here are the six key takeaways for mm. you to think about and uh, apply as you go back to your desk in your office. Yeah, you folks Excellent. have been really good about that. And you were having a webinar. Has that already happened, Allison? 
Um, it did. It happened um, just a couple days ago, last week. Ah, but we, um, yeah, but we're always happy to share, you know, more uh, detail around any of our research, yeah, um, like any that. case studies that might be relevant. People can right, reach out right. to me directly, and, and I'm happy to, to discuss it. Awesome. We will put all of that good information in the show notes. Thank you so much, Allison. How about you, Joe? Where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me at SelfishGiving.com. Make sure to check out those seven free cause marketing graphics you get when you sign up for my newsletter. Also, visit me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And of course, check out all those cause marketing pins, including the ones for Thanksgiving and for Christmas at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. You can find show notes for today's episode at Cause Update, as well as SelfishGiving.com. And of course, head on over to iTunes or Google Play and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. And then on behalf of Allison and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 